This episode is brought to you in part by Geek Therapy subscribers on Twitch. You can become a subscriber at twitch.tv slash geektherapy. Or if you have Amazon Prime, you can use your free Twitch Prime subscription on us. For more info on that, visit geektherapy.com slash prime. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. My name is Josue Cardona with Laura Taylor. Hey! And Lauren Keller. What up? Let's talk about co-op games. Y'all like co-op games? I love them. They're awesome. I love them. <laughs> um, Laura and I have been playing A Way Out recently, and we've played a lot of co-op games over the years. Lauren and I, our first encounter, the first time we ever spoke was over a co-op game. Our first meeting <laughs> of sorts um, was a three-hour session of a co-op game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I love co-op games. It's my preferred way to play. Like right now I'm playing a lot of Monster Hunter and you can play that game on your own, but I, I just like, I don't feel comfortable immediately. There's a feature where you can fire an SOS. So you literally fire a flare into the air and then that opens your game up to to people online and people can just respond to your SOS and come help. And it isn't until there's at least two more people that I feel comfortable. So there's three, we've got a full crew. I feel much better. And I don't even know these people, uh, but I feel I feel better because everybody's moving towards that same goal. I love playing co-op games. Do you guys have any favorites? Overcooked. <laughs> Overcooked is my favorite co-op game. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. I love that game. That game is fun with two, three, or four people. It's really cute. You're working together to make food. I just there's a button designated for swearing. Your little, char- your little character makes little swear swear s- symbols. It's so cute. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, I've been enjoying playing that with my wife and yelling at each other, <laughs> <laughs> but with love. love I still yelling. haven't played it. You still haven't played it. No, I was gonna I was gonna play it for the first time with Ali when I went to, if if I went to New York a few weeks ago, but I I didn't end up going, so I still haven't played it. You gotta play it. You're the one that told my wife to buy it. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I hear nothing but good things. It's so fun. <laughs> I, <laughs> I play. Do you have any favorites, Lara? There's a there's a lot. Even though I haven't finished at all, Borderlands 2 is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is yeah, a fun game. It's, I played yeah. through that uh, completely with four people, four, four friends in the same room. It was really fun. Yes. So, so here's the story. I got really far with, well, not really far. I got I got into it with my roommate, my old roommate, and then he stopped playing, and so I kept playing by myself, and then I got stuck on my PC. And then Josue and our friend convinced me that day to buy it. <laughs> They're playing together. They convinced me to buy it. I buy it, order it, Amazon now, so it showed up that day. <laughs> and I started playing with them, and then... They stopped playing. Something happened and Josue wasn't playing anymore. And then I got to the same part that I was stuck at on my PlayStation that I was stuck on my PC. And now nobody will play with me. Oh. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. I'm trying to. Wait a minute. I'm trying to. What friend are we talking about? Was this Carl? I think it was Carl. Was it Carl? It sounds like a Carl thing. It was Carl. Yeah. Yeah. So, So Borderlands 2 is one of my favorite games ever. Because I played through it with multiple friends, but I did it on PS3. I remember um, some old work friends called me up and said, "Hey, we have three people. We need a fourth person. Um, we need someone to be." I ended up being Maya. She's uh, what was that class called? 
Um, She's one of the the sirens. Mm-hmm. A siren, right? right so I loved I like, her. I played as her in my playthrough with four people. She's yeah, so much yeah. fun with the team. Oh yeah, Gunzerker yeah. all the way, guys. Gunzerker. No, no, nah. no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so on PS3, I did that, and then yeah. So we have this friend Carl, who's a trophy uh, hunter, and um, the the handsome collection came out. So I had never played the pre sequel, so I picked up the handsome collection on ps4 and i was playing with carl and then yeah and then we we nagged you until you bought it and then it took yeah. one day one day <laughs> it, was, it was yeah it was intense <laughs> nagging uh in one day and then so it was i don't know what happened i don't know i don't i don't know what happened either uh, you know what i think um battleborn came out oh you are absolutely right yeah. you're absolutely right we played a lot of that was a lot of fun too mm-hmm that 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 was a lot of fun. That game was so much fun. And then I Overwatch came out. <laughs> and then then Overwatch came out two weeks later and destroyed Battleborn. It's such H- a shame. Josue, we still haven't played Overwatch together. I know, I know. There's actually a a co op uh, story that are there's two of them actually coming out next week. What? Yeah. How so did I there, not hear this? So there are these PVE scenarios that have appeared um, periodically. Yeah, they had the yeah they had the the Junkenstein mm-hmm. yep. uh, one that was like a tower yep. defense yep. thing. Yep, and that was the first one I played, which was great. It was like a whole bunch of grunts coming out, and it's a four-player um, co-op PVE. And then uh, it, it was a lot of fun. And then I haven't played the other ones, but the the second one. Maybe the only other one was a, it's essentially Tracer's origin story. It's her first mission with Overwatch. So it's like, it takes place seven years ago. And now they're going to re-release that one and make it available again. And then there's going to be another one that is also set of the past. So you play as four characters through this PvE thing. We got to do it. We got to do that. That's really cool. But yeah. yeah, let's do it. I haven't played Overwatch in a very long time. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. But I, oh, but that's... That game is like, it's so polished. It's so, oh, it's so good. Overwatch is so good. And I don't like multiplayer shooters, but I, oh, it's good. See, Fun, but, but all we play together, Josue, are multiplayer shooters. Except but, for A Way Out. But <laughs> This is true. This is true. But we play together yeah, against, yeah. right? Like we don't, we sometimes do Crucible and Destiny, but most of the time we're playing PvE. Yeah. And and even even just now, literally before we recorded this, um, I was doing a, a stream on the Geek Therapy Twitch of PUBG. And PUBG is obviously adversarial, but when you're playing in squads with your friends, you know, you're cooperative of playing towards a goal. And yeah. and in that sense it feels it feels very different. I do always prefer to play PvE, like, you know, well-designed level, uh, increasing difficulty, all these kind of things. Um, I don't die immediately. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and I love playing co-op games so much. That's I'm so glad you brought up Borderlands. Borderlands is the game. I've, I still think I've played Borderlands more hours than I've played Destiny. It's like hundreds of hours. That's of, a lot of hours because I know you <laughs> play a lot of Destiny. I did. I did. I put a lot of hours into Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, which is a very fun co-op experience if you were playing with with people you could talk to. Was it the same thing for you? Were you playing with friends? Um, Not as much at that point. Uh, I did play with friends sometimes, but um, a lot of the times I was just playing with random people on Xbox Live, which was a mixed bag. Sometimes people got really excited that... Oh, a girl played a zombie game. Oh, 
<laughs> and then I'd get immediately friend requests, which is always like, oh, come on. <laughs> Why do the people um, complaining sound like zombies? Yeah, that everybody sounds like zombies. In a zombie game, that's how it works. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I put a lot, a lot of hours into those because it's like, there's such a rush when you're all working together and like covering each other's butts. It's really good. Oh, you just reminded me. I've never played the co-op sections of Portal 2. Oh, have yeah. Have you oh. either of you done that? I, yes. I oh, oh, my man. gosh. That's so good. Portal is so good. Oh, this man. whole podcast is just going to be us listing off games. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Oh, that's I remember so that game. Yes. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Damn. Uh, there's there's so many good co-op Splatoon. experiences. Splatoon. Splatoon is pretty great. I like. Oh, I like see, it so but much. see, so so th- this is this is good. Just keep spouting out games, and then we'll we'll have something to say. <laughs> Splatoon yeah. is weird because when we want to play together, the way the game is set up, it'll just put you on a random side. So yeah, N- Nintendo sucks about their yeah. online oh, matchmaking it's stuff. It's it's really disappointing. But but we did a lot of uh, salmon runs. And those are those oh, are that's fun right. That's right. The salmon run, run is co-op. You're right. You're right. It is PVE. But when you're yeah, when you're playing the regular stuff, I don't know. Nintendo's weird because they've made these amazing um, co-op experiences like the Super Mario, um, the new Super Mario games, and even 3D World. But at the same time, they make it in such a way that like you're in each other's way. Right? It isn't easy hmm. to cooperate. I don't know if you've played these games. Uh, if you play Super Mario, the new Super Mario, um, yeah, Wii and because Wii U, you can like pick each other up and shove each other off of blocks and stuff. Or if you jump and somebody jumps before you and you jump up, like you knock into them, yep. and then like I'm trying to make a jump, but instead I, I hit you and then I fall into a gap. I feel lava. like that's the same with old mm-hmm. co-op games. Like I'm thinking like Chippendales Rescue Rangers, long time ago on the Nintendo. I don't know. You could play simultaneously. I think you can. Yeah, you can. Because when one of you dies, then the other one has to keep going. Mm. Um, and you like have you can <laughs> jump with one on the other's head and like you can get in each other's way and that's the kind of scroller that, you know, once you go, you can't go back. So, you can really screw each other over. <laughs> or yourself because you're both trying to get to the end. This is funny. So what what was the first co-op game that you remember playing? That's a really mm-hmm. good question. Oh, oh, I know. I have an answer. Uh, pl- I played Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance on the GameCube, that, I think. That's a good one. With my mom and and my little brother. Like, that was great. We lo- I loved playing that. Oh, oh, even earlier than that, we played um, Gauntlet, the N64 one. We played Gauntlet multiplayer. That game is great. Ooh. I love Gauntlet. Oh, Wizard no, needs food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm going farther back too. I know, right? Because I, I was going to say the first one was Sonic Two, so a second player could play as Tails and mm-hmm. like lift you up to places. And it was a weird co-op experience, right? Like Tails was kind of he couldn't hurt in any way, but he could help. If a second player wanted to play as Tails, they could they could help you out. But then I thought, no, I remember playing like Contra with my cousin. And that was two people simultaneously shooting stuff up. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. But then now you mentioned Gauntlet and I was like, oh, arcades. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I, I remember go to, going to a, a, like on a field trip. We went to a bowling alley and I didn't bowl. Instead, I spent $8 on X-Men the arcade game and oh, beat the entire game. That was so good. Yeah. Doesn't that one, that's the one that's got like eight, eight setups. I think it's six. Mm-hmm. I think it's six. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, the one oh, I, I played with six, one. there may have been different ones. There's yeah. the TMNT game too, the Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles. Yep, yes. yep, yep. But I'm like going like farther back. I'm like, when? What? How old was I? When did these happen? Man, but I, I'm thinking maybe Contra. Although there were games on the Sega Master System, which is the first console we had, that I remember playing with my dad. But I don't remember if any of them had simultaneous play. I played a lot of co-op games like in the arcades with my dad. Like those, uh, like do you remember the? Oh, what was it called? Um, so there's an Aerosmith game. Do you remember this? I, re- I remember that game. I forget what it was called. And there was like Terminator games. Like they were essentially like uh, light gun uh, games. Man, I love co-op gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever played any games that are not necessarily intended to be co-op, but play them cooperatively? Because I have a really good example of that. Share, and then maybe it'll, have, it'll yeah. spark. Have you guys heard of the game Until Dawn? Mm-hmm. Yes. A, a PS4 yep. game? Yep. Yeah, so I played that with friends in... Uh, we Airbnb stayed at a cabin in um, s- sort of north of Tahoe for New Year's Eve. And it was actually snowing and we were playing this snowy, scary game. And we had the same number of people (gasps) staying there as there were playable characters in the game. So we literally traded off each of us and you were, (laughs) you were responsible for your, your, your teen. (laughs) He's like, you have to try and keep your teen alive. Oh my gosh. We had so much fun. That was, that was a fantastic experience. That sounds awesome. I don't necessarily... I'm sure I have an experience like that because I remember being a kid and we would we would trade off the controller. Mm-hmm. But I have a friend that reminded me of a friend I have who told me about a friend of theirs who can't physically play with the controller, has some issue with with muscle control or pain or something, and can't use the the um, controllers, but wanted to play Horizon Zero Dawn, so they. My friend, they would play with the the controller for their friend and make the decisions in Horizon Zero Dawn together with like the the intellectual, the the emotional or the the physical kind of decisions and stuff. And it it seemed like a really a really sweet thing to do and a really cool experience for them to play together, um, hearing stories over and again over again about it. Yeah, that's that's games that have the the sort of narrative choices like that, like um, the Telltale games. That's another one where it's like you can totally play that with with friends, like choosing which options to to go with in those games. On the Geek Therapy Twitch channel right now, Brandon (laughs) is playing Batman, the Telltale series, the first season. And he turned crowdplay on so everybody in the chat could vote on what you wanted to, to do. And newer Telltale games all have that built in. That's so, awesome. Yeah. It was really yeah. fun. I mean, the, the lag on the stream made it not it was super, not working. super yeah, feasible, no. <laughs> but it still was really fun. <laughs> yeah. It was even more fun because it's like completely random. People were just picking colors on a stream and then you saw your results a minute yep. later. It was pretty funny. But but those games, I guess, but like after so many years of hearing people talk about like, yeah, we played them as a group or I played them with, you know, a partner and we just sat there and together we decided what to do. Makes sense. Crowdplay is a great feature. Yes, it is. People like to play together. <laughs> yeah. I think the yeah. first memory I have of something like that is when I was like, oh, I don't even know how old I was when we got our original NES. I think I was four, 
five, four, something like that. We got Jeopardy Junior. So it wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't it was it was easy enough for me as in like kindergarten or first grade. And as I got older, play, we still played it. But like my whole family, no one else wanted to play and be the one doing the controller and putting the words in. But they sure were wanting to put in answers and like yelling at me. <laughs> and I'm this little kid with a Nintendo controller. And I'm like, I can't spell that. Spell it. <laughs> and like it's the timer's going down. It was very stressful. But that was like my whole family, like my mom and my dad and my my sister. That was a lot of fun and very stressful. (laughs) (laughs) And I stuck with games forever and ever. The end. (laughs) You know what? We've all shared uh, some sort of story where we played with our parents. I know I also played. I played with both of my parents. I still play with my parents now that they're in their 60s. It is it is the best. Have I talked to you about Disney Emoji Blitz? We play that game a lot. Every every week. <laughs> that's not cooperative uh, right now, but we're no. still playing together. But that was, again, like that's, that's how we were raised, apparently. I've talked to a lot of people who don't share that experience. Mm-hmm. And... I don't like, and like my niece right now, it was funny to see that she, she plays more video games with me and technically my, my mom and dad, so her grandparents, <laughs> um, now than she does with her own parents, just because they don't, they don't really play. They're not, they're too busy. And, and it's weird because my, my niece is the daughter of my sister and I played tons of video games with my sister when we were kids. Lauren, like you said, like there are games that weren't meant to be played that way. But some of my best memories are sitting with my stepbrother playing Final Fantasy VII. Like we each had our own save file, but we loved the game so much that we would just sit and watch the other one play for hours. Mm-hmm. And then when it was our turn, we'd play. I and did that with with my sister and, and Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate Two. We would watch yes. each other. We 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 would each get an hour of screen time, and then we'd have to trade <laughs> off. But we would yeah. not. We would just watch. <laughs> and that still felt like. Doing doing it together, you yeah. Know, playing together, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny. So so then the word cooperative has been on my mind a lot uh, lately because you know I'm in Puerto Rico. Uh, there's a lot of talks about how you can't depend on the government to do stuff. So there's a lot of communities working together and they're building cooperatives. A co-op, right? When we talk about co-op games, it's not the same thing, but there's still this idea of everybody coming together to benefit each other. And in many time, in many ways, to benefit each other equally. Again, for the past couple of months, the word co-op. When I when I hear the word co-op, it usually isn't game related anymore. It's about tons of different things. And I have some ideas for a few things that I want to do um, in geek therapy that are like a co-op. Like uh, one idea I have. I know we said we shouldn't say our ideas out loud, but uh, I'm going I'm to share this one with you guys to see what you think. Um, like, Laura and I have participated in some books, in some psychology books, and I'll just speak for me. One thing that that has bothered me, and, and there's there's one that I'm involved in now that really bothers me. Like, nobody, none of the authors are going to get paid mm-hmm. for it. And that really, I was already upset about this type of thing where, where authors are paid very little for a book chapter. And it's kind of just like, that's the way it is. That's That's how these books are made. There's one editor and that editor's name is, else's name is really tiny and the editor gets money and the publisher gets money, but the, the authors don't get any more money you after get that. get one-time payment, yeah. Yeah, and a very paltry payment yeah. at that. And so, so one thing that I've been wanting to do for a very long time and now I'm actually way more serious about it is, can we, is it possible to make a book where all of the authors are owners of the book so that every, for out of every sale, we each get a percentage out of it so that in that way we're, it's, it's a co-op book. 
is something that I'm that I'm looking into because there's a lot of people who who want to write, and I think it's unfair to I don't know the, the the way that you know those systems are set up, and so that's something that's been on my mind, geek therapy related for a while. So I've been thinking about co-op games and how, in many cases, they're they feel beneficial to everybody involved when they're when they're really good. Like, have you ever played a co-op game where you felt like you weren't, um, like it wasn't beneficial, like, or it was like un- uneven or or unfair? Does that make any sense? It makes sense. I'm trying to think of <laughs> when I was playing Dota, probably mm-hmm. Dota Two. <laughs> okay. In what way? Uh, like the fun of a cooperative game is that you have a, a group of people that are all working towards the same goal within the same amount of uh, like mechanical and rule-based rules. And so when it feels like your team isn't sharing the same goal that you are, it can be really frustrating. (laughs) Um, Like what different goals could you have in the game? Like, uh, like immediate objectives? Cause like the goal is to win. Yeah, you would, you would think so. There's, when people think that they're not going to win, um, sometimes they, instead of trying harder, they throw the game and mm, yeah. f- feed the courier to the enemy team. Oh, you know, just... <laughs> uh, You're not uh, thinking of a specific instance, no. No, not at all. Not, not at no, all. No. Um, I mean, generally speaking, m- my team experience was okay but definitely like there when there is space to make like your own kind of fun in a game where you can just kind of do things and see what happens like that means that there's also space to sort of abuse those systems in in a way that's annoying to other people other players who who don't want to play that way they want to play the the way that the game was intended yeah I remember like some of my favorite memories of playing Borderlands was playing on my own to just get better gear. And then I would repeat and repeat until I got four copies of good gear. Like I remember spending spending hours one day just getting B-shields for me and my teammates because it felt like I was doing something for the good of the entire team. Like we were all... But for the most part, my my co-op experiences always feel that way. I never feel like one person is getting more out of it than another. I think that's what's special about co-op games, right? Especially ones that are designed really, really well. Like you're moving at the same pace or you're moving at the same time or at the very least, like right now in Monster Hunter, I love that game. I love Monster (laughs) Hunter. I just rebought it on Xbox just so I could play with friends because I was playing on PS4 and I, I, I I asked some friends repeatedly. And Lara kept saying no. <laughs> and and I asked other people. They're like, no, I'll wait till it goes on sale. I was like, fine, fine, fine. You but do the friends. same thing to other people this way. Do I? Do mm-hmm, I? Mm-hmm. What, give one example. I'm going to wait. You didn't. You just got. I mean, it's not to play with other people, but exactly. I've been waiting for exactly. you. But I've been waiting different. for you to play Life is Strange before the storm so that we could talk about it for a very long time. But it's very different and, because and it's I not haven't a played game. more than one episode so that I could talk to you about it. Well, well, I have it now. So this 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 conversation this is it, it doesn't matter because I already bought it and I told you immediately when I bought it. <laughs> 
But okay. I bought Monster Hunter on Xbox just to play with more people. And and last night I played I played till like three in the morning. And I was helping like my friend was farther behind where, where I was, but the game allows me to replay that part and get more materials and get more loot for for doing it. So it's not like it doesn't feel like a um, wasted time. Like I'm having fun with my friend, but I'm also gaining something from it. And I think I think that that's like one of the that's what I love about co-op games because it feels like we're all moving we're all moving forward together. And maybe I may be a few uh, levels ahead of you, or you're a few levels ahead of me. But in the end, it's everybody's progressing some uh, somewhat. And none of us like it. It doesn't hurt us to play cooperatively. I mean. Technically, like in something like Monster Hunter, it actually just splits the rewards that you would get on your own among the number of people that are there. So in a in a way, you're getting less, but you're you're still gaining something. You just gain a little less at the end. But I think that that most co-op games are, are designed really well. Like that experience is a lot of fun. I can't think of a bad one. I I can think of with a bad experience of, and it depends on how the people you play with. Mm-hmm. like to play the game like um when i'm playing with you and you have a character that's a higher level than me like say we're playing borderlands you don't necessarily play this way but other people i know will go through and kill everything so that i have nothing to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and i'm like yeah. what am i supposed to do i don't get to even shoot anything like this is not fun yeah but yeah. It, it just depends on how the person plays um Usually when we're playing and if you're a higher level than me, it, it works out. Like you don't destroy everything around me so that I can't do anything or you'll go I run could. off and do something else. <laughs> yeah, but you could. But you'll I, go do something nearby and then come back and or if I'm like I need help, you'll come and help. Like yeah. I definitely remember my brother uh when we would play Gauntlet as kids, my brother would run and pick up all of the gold first while I was still <laughs> shooting the guys and I would get so mad cuz then I couldn't buy anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had that happen too. He's he's 6 years younger than me. He <laughs> he just wanted the gold. <laughs> that's that's one thing that in in Borderlands could be problematic like if 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 i needed the health but lara picked it up mm-hmm. then i was like ah oh, that like it's not like you can share the health with me you just consumed it now i'm now i'm screwed which is one thing that i like in destiny where like you, the loot that Everything you see is, is your yours yeah. yeah 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 i re- i played diablo 3 for a while with some friends and that's another thing that's got um individual loot spawn so you're at not, your level you're too not competing against your your team diablo yeah. 3 is fun too i don't know yeah i had fun playing that, that one Oh, we need that on Switch. <laughs> oh, jeez. Have but, you no, guys... because I have it on PS4. I don't need it again. <laughs> you do. You, you do. don't Just need like more Skyrim. copies. Yeah. I have it on copies. my PC, too. I don't need a third copy of Diablo 3. Yeah, you do. One million copies. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys played Journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. a great example of a co-op experience that's sort of transcendent of many other co-op experiences. Um, I've talked about journey in in relation to destiny in, in a way because when you're playing destiny you're in this world that's that's inhabited by multiple people and there are these moments where sometimes you're just fighting some enemies that show up and then somebody swings by stops helps you out and then keeps going and you never got the person's name you didn't they didn't even talk to you necessarily you didn't really have any interaction and journey is is one of the first games that i remember that that did something like that like you're you're just playing your game and all of a sudden somebody else is there and they're they're with you along for the ride and there's no communication 
Um, well, there's like very simple communication. Yeah, there's <sighs> your, you get to say your name basically, a little uh, a little tone and sort a of, symbol. Yeah. Yeah, I always saw it like it's like Namaste, like I see you, and that's it. You've got the tone, and that's it. <laughs> hi, like, hi, 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 hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I played through not not the first time I played Journey uh, because I think the first time I did it I was completely by myself, but the the second time I played through. Um, uh, somebody joined my game who had the the white cloak, which means you've collected everything in the game before. Mm, yeah. And they led me through the entire game. They showed me where everything was. They were <laughs> incredibly patient. They would, you know, mash the little tone button to make sure I paid attention to where, you know, where the <laughs> the hidden thing was. <laughs> and it was just this like they were they would go forward and they would come back and make sure I was following them. And and it was this really sort of touching interaction and getting to the end of the game when you finish and it shows you the the tag of the person who joined the people who join your game <laughs> it's something like a tiny people who join your game <laughs> it's something like a tiny fart it's like i had this like emotional literal emotional journey with this person who i never talked to outside of this one button and get to the end and it's just like you know like oh i wish i could tell you thank you thank you for helping me what is your gamer tag i need to send you a message and it's just a a joke name it was it was great that was a great experience <laughs> one of the one of the wisest most ca- kind caring people you've ever met in a video game mm-hmm. a tiny fart a tiny fart <laughs> a tiny fart <laughs> yeah there there's so many moments like that that i i just i don't know I, I, I love it and I love being on both sides of that. I love it when I'm like lost and I have no idea what to do and people are there and willing to help me. And then I love being able to then go back and, and play a game that I really love and and help somebody else out. Um and it's for that's why like co op games are such a completely different um experience than playing than playing on your own. And I don't know. it's it's my favorite way to play. If I have an option, I can't remember I'm sure there have been examples, but I can't think right now of a game that I'd rather play alone than with someone else. And granted, it depends on who you're playing with. This is 100% true with everything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you can you can <laughs> play with people that are just not fun, like your Dota example. You know, people who who pick up the loot um, before you, or people who kill everybody and don't let you do anything. Like I don't know, I don't know what's going through these people's heads, but usually I won't keep playing with people who yeah. who play like that. <laughs> Um, you want people who who uh, are prioritizing the the co op experience, which doesn't mean you get all of the best stuff and you do all of the things the fastest. It means like your whole team is having a good time together and is participating together. And yeah, that's what there, I want. <laughs> there um, on the latest uh, headshots, we talked about a game called One Hour One Life, and in this game, uh, it's a basically you spawn as a baby and. Your mom needs to feed you. If you don't have a mother that feeds you, you can't progress to the point where you feed yourself. And so the game continues with that. uh, Like, that's how everybody starts. But then civilization can evolve, but it requires everybody to work together. And as I was preparing for for the podcast, I, I went into the forums and I learned that a lot of people are complaining about the people who were there, about the trolls, about the griefers who are there to just burn everything down or, or, or stop people from progressing. And it's, it's, 
it's going to be an interesting experience to watch because there are some games that, yeah, you could have somebody that could mess with you a little bit, but not too much, right? But this this particular game, it feels like somebody could like ruin civilization. <laughs> like they could, like if enough people wanted to, they could stop humanity from progressing in the game. And the game is designed, or seems to be designed. Or I think people go into the game thinking that it's a game about cooperation where everybody's working together to further humanity. But the truth is that there, there are a lot of people who don't, who don't want that. <laughs> they don't care. Much like in real life? Much like in real life. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Well, I, yeah, I just, it, they've been on my mind a lot lately. Uh, any answers you would change? Like what's your favorite co-op game or, or your favorite co-op experience? I just I keep I keep thinking of more examples of of games that I've had a really good cooperative time even though the game itself wasn't necessarily intended to be cooperative. Hmm. Hmm. Like I I played The Witness with with my housemate at the time and Ooh. we would we would help each other out on the puzzles. One of us would take notes. I wish um, somebody would have helped me with that. <laughs> I mean, although technically, so so that makes me think like the way I've been playing Monster Hunter is there are like there's one YouTuber in particular which is who's practically along for the ride with me because <laughs> I have a lot of questions. There's a lot of things that I've learned from this particular person. Every time there's a new video, I watch it and I learn something new. And and so in many ways, doing that, um, going to wikis, watching tutorials, all of that feels like not playing alone. Um, feels like you are able to to get help. Which I think I think is a a broader part of of gaming culture in general. If you're if you're willing to take advantage of of the community, it does feel like we're all working together for one thing. Like like the the idea that game facts and wikis are built by by communities of people still blows my mind. Still blows my mind. It's a, it's a very cool social social psych right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah, but I wish I wish I had more help on the witness. I did eventually <laughs> like have to just start looking up answers to the puzzles. Some I, of them were just unbearably hard. And and that game was the I don't know. I felt like the end was not worth it, but Well, the funny thing in, in that game, the way I've the way I heard it described that I most agree with is that you're you're learning a new language throughout that game. And I think that's accurate. You're literally learning a brand new language as you progress and it's getting harder. And as someone who studied multiple languages and language acquisition and has taught languages, I, I, I agree. And there's nothing more helpful than practicing with someone else or, or having someone who everything we said about cooperative games and having a Sherpa and all that applies in language acquisition and just practicing with people at different levels. And, and the witness was like that. Definitely. That's a hard game. So hard. <laughs> <laughs> it gets hard eventually, but I loved it. I, I really, really loved it. But I could have beat it. I could not. You're not alone in that. Yeah. Most people did not beat that game. Oh yeah, yeah. Although most people don't beat most games. So yes, it's that's true. Yes, that truth. is true. That's the truth. <laughs> most people don't get like halfway through games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna finish Skyrim. I don't think I am. What does it mean to finish Skyrim? There's a story. There's a story. There is a story. Is that yeah. is that it though? No, no, if because just, they keep adding more complete, and if more. If you complete the main story, is that yeah. playing through a game? Maybe. 
I think that's a whole other podcast. That's another. We, that's we've another been talking episode. about co-op games and like I've been thinking about how lately because there's no like big thing in Destiny right now, and Josue and I have been playing a way out a lot, but um. We have a clan a in Destiny, and we the ha- last uh, message posted on the clan chat is is any is for me, and it's is anybody buying Monster Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and that was a long responded. time ago. That was a long time ago. That it's was a sad. long time ago. But I've been playing a lot of Skyrim since then, and it was great for a while, and I still love it. But I have to kind of I I need something else because I've been getting lonely like playing Skyrim uh, the music is very like beautiful and haunting at times and like my I, I'm by myself at home I'm like I I could be playing something else right now that's a little more a little more cheerful <laughs> well, I feel the same way though I do feel or talking with you to there. someone and or yeah. or play or you know escaping prison with Josue you know yeah. in in a way out it, it's not cheerful at all except we make it cheerful <laughs> oh it is funny it has funny moments we went fishing (laughs) that's good that's good but yeah but i feel like that that way too sometimes i'm playing a game and i'll just i'll just stop because i'm like man i want to do something with someone with someone else like this this experience is okay but it's funny because i don't feel like i don't feel that way with tv like i can binge watch a show on my own and i don't want Mm -hmm. anybody to bug me or interrupt me at all and (laughs) And uh, please, you know, like, don't don't call me, do not disturb, I'm sick, whatever. But yeah, sometimes in games, I do feel that way. Maybe it's just because, I don't know if you feel this way, but for me, I think I just prefer co-op gaming so much that I, like, gaming and not doing it with someone else just doesn't, it's just, it's not my favorite way to play. Gaming socially is definitely my, my preference as well. Uh, I'm fine playing games by myself, but I definitely prefer to play with other people or take turns playing or just like straight up. I don't, (laughs) maybe this is having grown up with siblings, but I have no problem just sitting and watching somebody else play. You know, my wife says the same thing. Her brother uh, would make her watch him play games wouldn't let him t- wouldn't let her touch the controllers that's i would so it's the I same thing him. <laughs> yeah but it's the I'll same thing <laughs> like watching watching the game being able to like get enjoyment out of watching other people play i used to be able to do that now i get motion sickness <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah it definitely depends on the game yeah i have this memory of my of one of my stepbrothers um he comes up to us to me and my girlfriend and he's like oh hey you guys want to play video games we're like sure Let's play. So he puts out Grand Theft Auto and just plays. And he's like, oh, let me show you this. Let me show you that. Let me show you this. <laughs> You're like, like, that's well, not us playing that's games not us together. Playing. Yeah. But but again, like even, even if you jump into a game like Destiny and there, you know that there's other people in the world, mm-hmm. you're not playing with anybody else. For me, that connection comes from, in a game like that, it comes from that moment when somebody comes over and you do something together and and there's like, a wave or you dance together and that's that's a connecting point and it's not as good as like having somebody next to you or or even over chat like we've i know we've done this Lara, where we're playing two different games but we're chatting oh, yeah. over a psn right yeah. so even even that's like some sort of connection where we can talk about what's happening i mean i i i like co-op playing and i and i do at times prefer playing with other people i think there is a time and a certain type of game where 
like I want to be immersed and I like a, a heavy narrative game. I, yeah, it's definitely. like same thing with the binge watching. Like I want to know the story. I want to pay attention. Do not come over and ask me if what I want for dinner. I will yell at you. Like I am in the game. I'm in the zone. <laughs> um, <laughs> that has happened, and I felt bad afterwards. But don't interrupt me when I'm playing a game, especially when it's like a cutscene and I can't pause it. I hate when they don't let you pause. But then there are other times where I would much like with Skyrim. I I, I think I'm I played it so much of it that I'm like, okay, it's time for me to do something else. Text Josue, hey, you want to go break out of prison? Of course. <laughs> of course. Let's break out of prison together or go shoot aliens or, I don't know, go kill robots. You know, in one of those books that I mentioned earlier that uh, Laura and I have participated in, there's one on Game of Thrones where I wrote a chapter and I argued that some TV shows are, are way less passive viewing experiences than others. And I argued that Game of Thrones in particular has so much information with so many different characters and, and so many different connections between them and so many events happening simultaneously that it is way more of an active experience because you're most likely looking up information or you're at least very, trying very hard to remember and connect the dots while you're, while you're doing it. But even watching a TV show, there's some of them where I, I have a lot more fun watching it with someone who's next to me mm-hmm. and we can comment about it and just like give a glance and have that experience together. And in games there, are, I think there's something about, okay, you're this hero and you're going through these challenges, but that like, it's exhausting. Like, man, like I just, I just killed a lot of enemies or like, I just tore down this, you know, faction or I did this or that. And because it's so active and it is, like it is exhausting. I don't know. It like it, it energizes me when there's someone else there helping me and I'm doing it with someone else versus me alone. Like I don't I don't feel this ultimate satisfaction um from just being the hero. I do feel tired after a bit. I think that's mm-hmm. why like I need to take a break. And I think I noticed when when we play together, Josue, like in a situation where I'd normally get frustrated and just be like, fuck this. I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna play anymore. <laughs> We just sing Disney songs to each other mm-hmm. and uh, make fun yeah. of whatever thing is going on in our lives. And it's fun. People. And, Ollie, and, maybe. Ollie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, but it's it's a good time, and then eventually we get through whatever it is. I think the one of the best times I well, I played a lot of WoW, so I have had a lot of experience with raiding. Um, I think some of the best experiences I've had with WoW was raiding, and then also with Destiny. Even though we haven't finished the raid in Destiny two, raiding with friends and like just trying to make attempts and feeling like we made some progress. And even though we didn't get very far feeling like we did something and we did something together and we figured out a puzzle and it was fun. And also like your wife didn't play with us the first one, but she's playing now the second one simultaneously, or she did play the second one. And that was, that was a lot of fun too. That was a lot of fun getting to share that with her. Oh yeah. And everybody. And now she understands. She understands everything. (laughs) <laughs> marriage about. dynamics playing out in a, in a video game environment oh yeah uh-huh. yep <laughs> study that lauren <laughs> <laughs> i want to study so many things 
Why won't people just give me money to do video game research? I know, I know. (laughs) This is me asking, please, please give me money to do video game research. Okay, so I should I shouldn't bring up this question now, but it came up in the in the Geek Therapy Facebook Facebook group, which everybody should check out. Facebook.com slash group slash geek therapy. We're almost at four hundred members. It's very exciting. Woo. Uh come say hello. Uh someone brought up a video from oh, I forgot who who made the video. Um but they were saying that video game companies and academics, like when they get together, uh they give the example of like, well, the the game companies want information, like critical analysis of games. So they go to academia and academia is like, yeah, give us all your data. And we'll come back in three years with a report. And like, that's, that's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I, I, I got into a conversation with some people in that, um, in that thread about how I think that on podcasts and on YouTube, there's tons of great critical analysis going on. It's just that it's, it's harder to find. Um, I don't know. So just, Lauren, just keep podcasting and start making YouTube videos. We need to get some sort of peer review for YouTube video essay analysis <laughs> and podcast See, but, but, analysis. But that's what I, I think that the the peer review is like. Does it have a Does it have a million views? Then maybe maybe a lot of people saw some value in that and and like well, you know, it's yeah. there's a lot of information. But how do things get to the top? Right, like there's there's got to be something. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 hard. I don't have an answer. That that could be a whole other conversation. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up because it re- it reminded me of uh, what you're talking about. Hey, there's a brand new way that you can help support Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, including this one. That's by becoming a subscriber on Twitch. You can visit our channel at twitch.tv slash geektherapy. We stream at least twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays and sometimes sporadically throughout the week. And you can see all of our archives there. So if you miss a day, you can check out the games that we played. Our goal on Twitch is to have one more place where we can talk about mental health while doing some cool stuff. Most of the time we're just playing games and having fun. But if you have any questions about psychology, we're hoping that people will go there too. And if you have Amazon Prime, you may have something that you're not aware of. As a Prime subscriber, you have Twitch Prime, which allows you a free subscription every month to a channel of your choice. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can go to twitch.tv slash geektherapy, link your Amazon account, and then use your free subscription on us. Everyone in the chat will know that you're a subscriber, you'll get access to an exclusive emoticon, and it's just one more way to support Geek Therapy. And this one is actually free for you if you already have Amazon Prime. So visit twitch.tv slash geektherapy to check out our Twitch channel, and at the very least, give us a follow so you'll be notified every time we go live. Again, for information on how to use Twitch Prime, visit geektherapy.com slash prime, and check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash geektherapy. Let's, let's go to the question queue. We got two questions okay. about co-op games. What? Let's do it. Yep. So first question is from Clorch on Twitter. He says, do you think certain genres of co-op games create a greater sense of connection and shared experience for gamers? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes, Clorch. Thank you. Next question. <laughs> um, now, I'm trying to think of some, uh, so what genres? Um well, Lara and I, we said like shooters. We played mostly mm-hmm. shooters where you're you're put into this world. Um, well, MMOs, right? The yeah. MMO like building wow. a guild and community together can be really powerful and and yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I and, would definitely say the biggest factor is is based on what kind of actions you're taking within the game space. Like if you're if you're in first person versus third person, if you're building things together versus breaking things together, <laughs> that's shooting, right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and um, things like being able to uh, express yourself. Like if you can you can see the other person in the game space and, uh, you know, games that have like the dance button or emotes or being able to, to tag on the ground or whatever, um, having that kind of communication makes for, for a stronger social experience. So Overwatch has all of these pro-social um, design elements where even even though it's a competitive game and you're on a team, like it's always telling you how much better you're doing against yourself. Uh, Monster Hunter does this where at the end of the, the game, it tells you it doesn't rank everybody on how well or how bad they did during the match. What it does is it shows you different like, oh, this person got the broke the most parts off. Well, this person was the best healer. So everybody gets some sort of um, everybody gets a positive. Everybody gets an achievement award. But it's it's um, there's a very positive element to it. I think that a cooperative game that then at the end of the match um, or at the end of the level and ranks how everybody did and one person is at the bottom like that doesn't feel good. But in a game where everybody is benefiting, where everybody is is gaining something, I think I think that feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it, I guess the genre necessarily doesn't matter. I think if there's like other design elements that that allow for it. I'm gonna throw out another genre: cooperative board games. Oh yeah. So so co-op board games very very good. Those like everybody's working together to mm-hmm. to achieve a goal, right? I mean they're. I love co-op board games. And and it's fun because you're in the same room and, I mean, it, once again, it depends on who you're playing with and if you have one person that's trying to dictate what everyone does or something like that. But I think that definitely creates a, a nice social group there. I don't know that co-op board games is, is a genre necessarily. There's different types of <laughs> different medium. But especially when playing co-op board games with people in the same room, or people when playing with people in the same room in general, that's when you have to be very selective. <laughs> well, and in yeah. most games that I'm thinking of when I play co-op board games, there is one goal, and everybody is going after that one goal. And it doesn't matter if everybody makes it till the end. You just have to beat the one objective. Yeah, um, yeah. So that may not be a genre, but it is definitely a <laughs> style of, of uh. game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of those uh, co-op board games, like there is no, like one person can't win. We either all win or we all lose. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I don't know, like everybody pulls together because you, you want to do, you want to win. I like it. I like it. Okay. Another question. This one's from Adam Johns on Twitter. He says, what are your favorite techniques for helping that very competitive friend play cooperatively instead? Ooh, that is a good question. Because there's always there's always people who are like no I just want to do crucible I only want to do PvP I'm like nah man like help me do this PVE thing <laughs> like let's do something different let's not play solos let's play let's squad up please <laughs> have you ever successfully done that I guess <laughs> I don't think I have <laughs> yeah I mean, now that I'm thinking about it that's pretty hard um, I mean I guess I've played like when I was playing Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 and you'd get one person who is like I'm going to be the team leader. Um, <laughs> even if they're maybe not super great at that, um, and, uh, having, having, I don't know, c- communicating what you're going to do and then be like, okay, here's like the space I'm going to try and take up. And so you should try and take up this other space as a good, a good way to, to still have that, 
that cooperative element where you're you're helping each other. You, you know, like I was I was watching you guys play PUBG in in the Twitch stream earlier, and it's like you guys gotta gotta cover each other more, watch each other's backs instead of all running in the same direction at the same time. Um, not that that was a huge problem. You were doing a pretty good job, but but that that sort of thing where you get the one person who's all like, "I'm gonna lead the way," and then be like, "Okay, then I'm gonna watch our backs while you lead the way." So like everybody has something to do. Yeah, yeah. Make sure that yeah. like, and, and if you have like one person who's like, "Well, what am I supposed to do?" It's like, okay, you know, I need you to keep an eye on this direction, or I need you to keep an eye out specifically for cars. You know, in other games, like carry specific loot items to, to for the rest of the team for later or whatever. Oh, uh, vehicles is a good example. Like, I'm, I'm really bad driving at driving. So, <laughs> if I have a friend who's like, I know likes to be the driver. You know, maybe if that's the person that um, rather play PvP or something, I'll be like, I'll, I'll, I'll always let you drive the car. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. No. I guess I guess I would say be flexible and encourage that in the people you play with in their own behaviors when you when, when they are being flexible in a way that's beneficial to the to your teammates be like, "Hey man or person, human being, friend, <laughs> teammates, uh thank you for for doing that. Like that that really helped us out." Last night on on Monster Hunter, I we, we called for an SOS. Somebody came in and helped us out but then i i died in this particular time i fainted and so every time someone dies you get less rewards at the end so you can have these like uh, i wasn't using voice chat with this uh random person that came in but you can put these uh messages and like automate them to keyboard shortcuts and or controller shortcuts and so when as soon as i died he said it was something like why you piece of shit oh Mm, well you came into this like yeah like well i don't want to play with you again you know i think i think that uh our 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 response probably at the beginning is like oh there's some people i mean i don't know if this is what you thought but i thought like man there's some people that i know that are so competitive that i don't like playing uh co-op with them because they like they get mad when you Mm -hmm. when you don't do well because they want to win so they want to play they They'll do cooperatively if if they have a team of winners, you know, <laughs> but but they're not going to play cooperatively to lose. There's definitely people like uh, who who prioritize that they want to win more than anything else, and that's not necessarily the way that I play games. Yeah, me neither. So, yeah. No, I'm yeah. totally willing to die if it's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> 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 I think the people that I play with that I usually have a hard time with in. Uh, in co-op games even even when it's when they play it's not that they're being too competitive necessarily so um i think that they i I think they get it and they want to be helpful they just don't know the best way to be helpful i think so i i guess i just don't play with overly competitive people yeah yeah me neither and now if the question is how do you get someone who who doesn't like want to play a uh, someone who's very competitive but doesn't want to play co-op? But we're talking about board games and it's game night. Then you just don't give them an option. You just tell no, them, this is the game. No, you put out the games we're playing. <laughs> That's right. And it's yep. all co-op. That's all right. We're, yep. We're yep. playing Pandemic. Sit down. Yep. It's Castle Panic. <laughs> it's uh. It's Zombicide. Some Flashpoint. Yep. Some, yep. Uh, yeah. Red Flashpoint or Go Home. 
that's, or that's I, or they I give them a little bit of a chance. I go with uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill, and yeah. maybe they'll be the traitor. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, that game was so much fun. I just found out that there's a Baldur's Gate version of what? Betrayal at Baldur's <gasps> Gate, and I'm so going to get it. Oh, my game God. Game night at that. our place. I'm coming. I will be there. <laughs> oh, my God. Lorna and I had a moment a few months ago where we were talking about stuff, and I was like, like Baldur's Gate was like really important to me. And me too. I was like, oh, me man. too. Yeah, yeah. For real, I got, I got a tattoo. That's awesome. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's lit. It's literally under my skin. <laughs> yep. I got to uh, be so competitive about it. I was trying to say they, that together. I love it. We, no, we I both mean loved that, it. That's that's what I'm talking about. It's so good. <laughs> Forgotten Realms is my like favorite uh, favorite D and D like scenario world, and um, so yeah, I was really excited. With all those games. I buy, like, every game that's in that world. I got Legends of the Sword Coast or whatever and played for, like, two hours because it wasn't Baldur's Gate. (laughs) (laughs) I love that we all have that in common. That makes me so happy. That'll be it for co-op games for now. Thank you for... for, Yeah, for now. Because, I mean, you know, I hope tomorrow we can play some Way Out. (laughs) Yes. I've already escaped prison. Let's escape whatever else. Let's find a way out of other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So to wrap up our Geek Therapy segment, this is where we talk about something that uh, recently either, you know, made us feel really good, uh, was something that we would consider therapeutic for us, was also geeky. Um, if you have an example of something that happened to you or something that's happened to someone else that you think might be helpful to someone, uh, now's your time to share. Lauren, do you have anything for Geek Therapy? I uh, I bought Tacoma a, a while back, and I finally mm. sat down to actually play it last night, and mm. I um, <laughs> I got wrapped up in soft blankets, and I made myself a <laughs> cup of hot tea, and I turned off all of the lights, and I lit candles, and I Isn't sat that down. Isn't your, your, your like, prep for everything? Isn't that how you are right now, like before you podcast? <laughs> Wow, I'm so called out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Shut we up. record, I just imagine that you're like in a warm blanket, some tea, yeah. Something yeah, like that, that. that's the way he calls everyone out on their stuff. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> I get cozy, okay? I mean, I play. I played out in front of the TV, so that was I wasn't in bed for this one. Okay. <laughs> that's a, a slight step up, I guess. <laughs> but um, it was really, it was really nice. It was like. Uh, self-care through a space a space story with some beautiful queer undertones. I'm very excited about this. I'm gonna play some more tonight. Cool. I haven't I have not played it yet. But uh from the makers of Gone Home, right? Yeah, yeah. That that would be a good game for us to do a, a let's play for. Yes. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. <laughs> cool. Laura, what you got? Um, for me, it's more of an experience. So we, my wife and I just moved into our home, just moved in our home a year ago, um, and are now getting around to putting art on the walls. And so we've been pulling out all these things that we bought at conventions and stuff. And, um, some of her artwork, some of my artwork, uh, my photography and figuring out where things are going to go and like, should we theme this wall, this, um, like we have a bunch of more like naturey prints. Like she bought a print at a, um, PlayStation experience of, um, the Firewatch, uh, tower 
at nighttime and it's so beautiful nice. and we're going to frame that and put it on the wall. Um, and at WonderCon, we got a couple of pieces, um, that we're really excited about. Um, we went to Hawaii for our honeymoon and, um, WonderCon was at Disneyland. And so we went to a signing at Wonderground Gallery and they were selling some really awesome Moana and, um, Lilo and Stitch prints. Um, so we're putting that up on the wall together, um, but I think it's been just a trip down memory lane and thinking about, oh, we bought this thing or we picked this thing up. Like when our friend Angelica came with when our friend Angelica came with us or when Josue came with other, uh, all these people and just remembering the the conventions and, and what time that was. Who was with us when we went to this convention? Who was with us then? And laughing about silly stuff that happened um and the little community of nerds and geeks that we have built together so oh <laughs> and then using that to make your space your own right also. so yeah, yeah, yeah. so then like, like home home you come visit us houseway and you'll be like oh i remember when you guys got that yeah or like yeah. that's really cool i haven't seen that that kind of thing so uh, mine is also uh art related but it's more like I'm the type of person who in college, like when I'd write a paper, my, my feedback was, you sound like an engineer writing a paper. Like, this is English <laughs> class. What are you doing? Um, I've tried to uh, perfect that <laughs> over the years. But I, I've never taken art classes. I took a drawing class once, but I missed half of them. But now, um, there's one thing that I did in the last week that brought me so much joy. <laughs> so much joy. <laughs> so much joy. Which is, um, so I make, I, I do the art. I, I've started doing art for all of the episodes. And for GT Radio, it's very simple. I just change the number on the art, unless we do an episode that's completely focused on one thing. I mostly change up um, simple graphic design for headshots and psych tech. But, uh, but for GT Radio, I've only gotten creative a couple times. Like when I did the Steven Universe one, that I had so cool. much fun. That was uh, so cool. That was a very good one. I, it took me so long because I didn't study this stuff, right? <laughs> and I was like, I doubt, I like, I found the font and I tried to make everything look like it. And oh, it was like, it was so much joy. But when we did the Ready Player One uh, episode last week, <laughs> I, I was like, okay, so I, I imagined, well, maybe, you know, since it's just Ready Player One, I'll make um, cover art that's based on the book. Um, and so I looked for the font and I tried to get exact font. I was like, man, this is not like, I can't get one that looks like it. Like I want to emulate it. I don't know what to do. But then I found, I looked, I took a closer look at the font from the movie poster. And when I really looked at it, I realized that what, what they did was that they made the words ready player one into a maze. So the entire words, they're all connected. There's a space. You start through the R and ready and you can go through it. And then in one of the O's, there's an egg in the center. It blew my mind because I was like, this is in every poster. How did I not realize this before? So then I took and I made the 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 number and the and the like all the words for the episode of you know GT Radio 129 and I put them all together and I I got I found a similar font a and I put all the letters together and then I made gaps and then I made a maze out of the words and I put an egg in the center of an oh I was I had so much fun. I don't want to tell you how long it took me to do that. I had to learn <laughs> new new illustrator tricks. But all all this week, like when I published it the first time, I didn't put an entrance to the maze and it bothered me for days. Like I kept thinking I had enjoyed it so much, but it bothered me. I went and I I fixed it and I republished everything <laughs> with the maze correctly. <laughs> but I don't know, there's 
there's something about um, being like having a creative outlet, you know, and I think that these podcasts are like a, a part of that. But this is like a whole new level for me. I enjoyed that so much. I enjoyed it so much that just looking at the maze and sometimes I just I've been looking at the maze throughout the week. Uh, just seeing different ways to do it. Oh, I'm so happy with, with, with. Uh, I, like it, it just brought me so much joy <laughs> to do something like that. That's my geek therapy for the week. Making mazes. That's wonderful. Making a maze. Making mm-hmm. a maze. Find the time if you if you can, even just a little bit. Do something that makes you feel that good. Brings us some joy. And that's it for this episode of GT Radio. For more uh, about geek therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. Check out that Facebook group. Uh, so just look up Geek Therapy on Facebook. If you find our page, the uh, group is linked. We talked about Twitch, twitch.tv slash geektherapy. We're doing more streams um, throughout the week now, and and we'll be doing way more. So the last one we did was very complicated. I'm so happy. And, and yeah, we're cooking up all sorts of stuff. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lara is at Geek Therapist. And Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. We'll all be back next week. Will we all be back next week? Yes? I think Ali will be back, yeah. Yeah, Ali will be back. You'll be here? Okay. Okay, we'll have a full crew next week. All right, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. You just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider supporting us for as little as $1 a month at our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash geektherapy.